I'm Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. So we have some uh, breaking news to discuss, and it's taken an interesting turn, and you're going to want to understand this fully, which is uh, apparently quite difficult to do if you're simply relying on Internet sources. So I'm going to give you the straight scoop, and I'm going to explain what's happening. Now, you may have heard, you may have heard that you can carry a handgun if you have a permit to carry in New Jersey while hunting. You may have heard this. And you may have even heard that Governor Murphy actually just signed this legislation. A matter of fact, if you go to Governor Murphy's website, the official website, the official site of the state of New Jersey, it says Governor Murphy takes action on legislation. And there's a whole bunch of various and sundry bills that he signed into law. And one of these bills listed right there, almost shockingly, says ACS, for the uh, Assembly Committee Substitute, for A5495, which is the Assembly Bill 5495, and the Senate Committee Substitute for S3846. So it is essentially the Assembly Bill A5495. And who sponsored this legislation? Well, good old Danielson. You may recall Danielson as being the author of the Carry Killer Bill in New Jersey. Right, the one we're battling as we speak. The one trying to limit all our gun rights, limit where we can carry to defend ourselves and our loved one, and to try to limit our Second Amendment right to not be victims, but rather defenders. Yeah, that guy. So he sponsored this because he's taken, obviously, so much heat and so much criticism. And he wants to say, oh, he's not against hunting and he's not against guns. And, you know, this is just a logical thing to do. So here's this bill that, quote, clarifies the types of firearms allowed to be carried or transported while hunting. Now, that's what's on Murphy's website. And lo and behold, when you go to the bill, Assembly 5495, the original bill. And this bill was uh, introduced, by the way, uh, back in uh, May, I believe. Let me see if I can find the exact date of introduction. Yes, May 11th, my friends, May 11th. And what did it say in May 11th when this bill was put forward by Danielson? Well... Yeah, it is uh, in the RSA, and it is in the uh, uh, chapter uh, 23, you know, the Fish and Game Code. And it does make modifications to um, when deer hunting, and it talks about, uh, you know, cleans it up. uh, You can only use a firearm that's prescribed by the state Fish and Game Code while hunting deer. Okay, so far, whatever. And then, you know, you cannot have or possess... Uh, are under your control any any shotgun or muzzle loader at any time while hunting with a bow and arrow okay fine but then it has this paragraph and this paragraph says nothing in this section shall prohibit a person engaged in hunting for wild deer from carrying a handgun if that person has obtained a permit to carry a handgun pursuant you know chapter 58 
or is otherwise authorized to carry a handgun at all times in this state, pursuant to uh, you know NJS 2C39-6, that would be the exemptions like law enforcement and what have you, provided that the person does not use the handgun to hunt wild deer. A person who has obtained a permit to carry a handgun issued pursuant to 58-4 and carries a handgun pursuant to this section shall maintain the permit on their person in accordance with section six of the law, blah, blah, blah. So guess what? That's really great, right? That makes it crystal clear that while hunting deer, you can have your handgun on your person as long as you're not using that handgun to hunt deer. And then the law goes on to state in another section that uh, deals with uh, carrying a handgun while hunting, talking about all kinds of other game, okay, any type of uh, swans or geese or brant or river ducks or hunting, on and on. Every creature that walks or crawls or swims, it lists here, you know, wild turkeys and prairie chickens and rabbits and squirrels and on and on and on. And then it says the provisions of this section shall not prohibit a person from carrying a handgun if that person has obtained a permit to carry a handgun issued pursuant to NJS 2C58-4, right? That's where we get our carry permits from. Or otherwise authorized to carry a handgun at all times in the state pursuant to NJS 2C39-6, right? The exemptions. Provided that the person does not use the handgun to kill, destroy, injure, pursue with intent to kill or injure, or in any manner attempt to take or injure any game bird or game animal protected under this section. Okay, fair enough. Again, you can carry your handgun that you have a permit to carry for under this bill as proposed while hunting. Not just for deer, but birds and other game animals. Good. Then it says... It shall be unlawful for any person while hunting any wild bird or animal to have both a firearm and a bow. Except for, guess what? A handgun, which a person is authorized to carry with a permit pursuant to the 58-4, which a person is otherwise allowed to carry at all times in the state other than 39-6. Right. Same stuff. As long as you have obtained the permit and you have it with you and you're good to go, etc. Sounds great. So here it is, expanding the ability to have that handgun while hunting. And yet again, it's repeated where they have another section modifying 23.4-13 about hunting fowl or animals and about having the amount of ammunition you can have and penalties for that, etc. And it says again, you can carry a handgun as long as you have the permit and you are not using it to hunt fowl or animals except as permitted by Fish and Game Code. So we look at that and we say, hey, that's really good. It is an advance and we want to see that pass. And then you read the statement to the bill. And what does this statement to the bill say? Uh, the bill allows a person who obtains a permit to carry a handgun to possess a handgun while hunting. In addition, this person is authorized to carry a handgun in all parts of the state as part of their profession, such as law enforcement officers, would be permitted to carry a handgun while hunting. 
And under the bill, a person carrying a handgun in accordance with current law would be prohibited from hunting with a handgun. And under the current law, a person engaged in hunting is generally prohibited from carrying a firearm. Smaller than 10 gauge, however, was recently enacted to remove this and allow for carry because of the handgun change in the Supreme Court under the Bruin decision on and on. And the bill allows a person to carry a handgun at all times while hunting, provided it's not used for hunting, etc. All great, good, and wonderful. And then what happened? Well, then, apparently, lo and behold, on December 4th, there was a substitute put in place. Ah, a substitute for 5495. And what did the substitute do? You ready for this big shocker, folks? It cut out every one of those paragraphs that I just read you, specifically allowing for the carry of a handgun while hunting. That's right. Removed, extracted, taken out, gone. And the substitute is what was enacted into law. And all the substitute does is have this New definition put in. Doesn't say now that you're good to go with the permit to carry. All that great stuff we just read. Making it crystal clear. You can carry while hunting. As long as you're not hunting with your handgun. All that gone, 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 gone. And the new substitute says. That. A person engaged in hunting for wild deer shall not use firearm except as prescribed by the fish and game code for hunting okay and then it says here it shall be unlawful unless otherwise prescribed by the state fish and game code for any person to possess or have under that person's control a long gun and possess or have under that person's control while uh, uh, hunting and it goes in to reiterate the other old prohibitions and then it defines long gun so now they're changing it so okay it's now only going to prohibit <clears throat> a long gun but how's a long gun defined folks well they give a whole definition and guess where they take the definition of long gun from from new jersey's criminal code that defines a firearm i'm not kidding so listen to the definition of long gun for purposes of this section, a long gun means any rifle or shotgun, machine gun, automatic or semi-automatic rifle, so far so good, except, or any gun, or any gun, device or instrument in the nature of a weapon, which may be fired or ejected, any solid projectable ball, slug, missile, pellet or bullet or any gas or vapor or other noxious thing by means of a cartridge or shell or action of explosive or igniting of a flammable explosive substance it shall also include without limitation any firearm which is the nature of an air gun a spring gun or pistol right there or pistol folks 
or other weapon of a similar nature in which the propelling force is spring, elastic band, carbon dioxide, compressed other gas, vapor, compressed air, or ignited by compressed air and ejecting a bullet or missile smaller than three-eighths of an inch in diameter with sufficient force to injure a person. So there you go. They got rid of the explicit permission, the explicit cutout for permit-to-carry holders, then put in this so-called long gun that they then define with a definition that is the general definition essentially of firearm using the broad word gun and even referring to air pistols in the definition. Oh, boy. And then it repeats it again in the bill, in the other section. For purposes of section, a long gun. It means any rifle, machine gun, semi-automatic rifle, or any gun. And after semi-automatic rifle, it's comma, or any gun, and comma. Gee, last I checked, a handgun is a gun. And then the statute itself includes pistol when defining air guns. What idiot did this legislation, huh? And of course, cut out the specific language that I read. And what makes it even worse, folks, is that when you read the new statement, the statement, now this is not the law, this is the statement given to legislatures saying what this law is supposed to do, what it claims this law does. The statement is dated December 18th. The statement is put out after the substitute, dated the 4th, was put forward. And this was what was passed into law. And the statement says in the end paragraph, I'll read you the whole statement. No big deal. The Senate Public Safety Frankly Report... The committee substitute clarifies that a person engaged in hunting would be able, permitted to use a firearm or not be permitted to use a firearm except as prescribed by the State Fish and Game Code. The statute removes from the current law a restriction prohibiting bow hunting with bow drawn or held or released by mechanical means. In addition, the bill increases from $20 to $100 fine for unlawfully hunting certain game animals and for unlawfully hunting with a firearm in certain circumstances. Then the statement says, ready? Finally, the substitute incorporates into provisions current law a prohibition against carrying a long gun while hunting. Under the bill, the term long gun is to include all forms of firearms except for handguns. Oh, really? It didn't say except for handguns, did it? It says any gun. It doesn't say except handguns. It says any gun, which may be carried in accordance with Title II C of the New Jersey statute. Sorry, that got cut out in the first bill. There's nothing about that in there, about in accordance with the New Jersey II C. So the statement itself is false. It is false and misleading. And now has simply created a situation where there is extreme misinformation. If you're going to hunt, I do not recommend carrying your handgun while hunting. Because if somebody decides to charge you, as New Jersey loves to do, and then you can become the test case 
So the state can argue, oh, no, long gun included any gun. It even talks about pistols. And by the way, folks, the entire section of the original bill that made it crystal clear that you could carry with your carry permit was removed by the legislature. Oh, 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 what do we call that? Legislative intent, folks. If they intended for you to be able to carry their removal of the very language that specified you could carry demonstrates the opposite of what their intent is. So Danielson didn't do us any favors yet again, my friends. And I would not be relying on carrying under this disaster of legislation, which is, in my opinion, just another trap being laid by New Jersey to screw law-abiding gun owners and turn them into criminals, disenfranchise them of their Second Amendment rights, and keep them victims instead of defenders. When I come back, I have some good news to tell you. For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law a bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Knappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to Gun Lawyer. I'm Evan Knappen, and I want to tell you all about the State Association. That's the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs. Every one of you should be a member of the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs. And if you're not, you should be ashamed of yourself. No, really, you should, because they are the group that is fighting for our rights, the largest, most successful, and they are the NRA state affiliate. They are the umbrella organization of our gun clubs. And as an individual member, you are part of the solution. They are legislating. They're fighting legislation as we speak in the courts. The carry killer bill, the assault firearm bill, you know, it's really a modern sporting rifle ban. 
and the large capacity magazine, which is standard capacity magazine, of course. And they're there fighting these, and we're going to be seeing some important results very shortly. As a matter of fact, we had a case come down in the Third Circuit, you may have heard, regarding 18 to 20-year-olds now not being able to be precluded from carrying during an emergency. But that case is extremely helpful in the litigation by the association on fighting the carry killer bill, of course. It's going to be great. So we're making great strides, and it's the association that's there at the forefront defending our rights. A full-time paid uh, lobbyist fighting legislation, keeping us abreast and informed. You get great email alerts. You get a great newsletter. And you know that you're part of the fight. So please make sure you are a member of the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs at anjrpc.org. I also want to remind all of you about my book, The Love Labor of Love that I did. It's now the 25th anniversary edition of the New Jersey Gun Law book. It is the Bible of New Jersey Gun Law. It's used by lawyers, judges, police, and most importantly, law-abiding gun owners throughout the state. They rely on it, and it is my pleasure to offer that. You can get a copy right online at my website, evannappin.com. Just go to evannappin.com and order yourself a copy. It's over 500 pages, over 120 topics answered in question and answer format, so it's easy to understand. So you can actually try to wrap your mind around this idiocy we call New Jersey gun laws so that you don't become a victim of New Jersey gun laws. And what's really great is right on the front cover, there's a QR code that you can scan, and you, for free, not much free these days, but for free, you get the updates as to the current laws. As a matter of fact, if you were a subscriber, you've received an update about this carry while hunting uh, chaos. And you received an update about what I'm going to tell you next. That's actually some good news. And uh, it's great. And it, you have a full access to the archive. You can download all the updates. So the book stays current. And that's my calling in life here. Keep that book current so you can stay on top of the ever-changing environment here in Jersey Gun Law. So go to evannappin.com and get yourself a copy. And if you get a copy, don't lend it to a friend because you'll never get it back. I hear that all the time. So be careful. Now, our good friends at We Shoot, who, of course, are a sponsor and we love them, but they did something really cool. They wondered about whether a firearm called the switch gun is Jersey legal. Now, the switch gun is a firearm that is like a 22 revolver. That's like a 22 mini revolver. And it has this covering that folds on the gun. And you can kind of clip it and wear it, and it keeps it in that folded position. And when you hit the button, the firearm itself springs out from the, from the holder, springs out, and the holder becomes the grip. And it springs out kind of like the way a switch blade would open when you push a button on a switch blade knife, what we would call today an automatic knife. Well, that's why the switch gun instead of a switch blade. And it's kind of cool. You push a button and boop pops up, and then you could fire your 
mini revolver in this manner. It's called a switch gun. However, the question is, is a switch gun legal in New Jersey because of Murphy's covert firearm ban? Remember, Murphy signed a law banning covert firearms. And the question is, is this switch gun a covert firearm because it could arguably maybe be claimed, the claim that it could look like a, a pager maybe, if people even have pagers today, I don't even know, or some other you know cell phone device or who knows what. But it doesn't look like a traditional firearm. And how does that law get interpreted and applied? And is this, in fact, prohibited or can it be sold in New Jersey? Can you own a switch gun in New Jersey? So the good folks that we shoot ask the state police. And I have the uh, actual emails where they ask the state police. And they said, hey, I'm reaching out on behalf of We Shoot, we shoot Licensed FFL, which, by the way, great range down in Lakewood. And uh, we've talked about it. And... Uh, just wonderful folks there, and you really need to belong, take advantage of We Shoot. And they said, with a query concerning recent legislative changes related to covert firearms, we seek clarification on the status of the standard manufacturing switch gun switch gun in 22 uh, Winchester Magnum Rimfire, right? 22 WOMR, single-action folding revolver in the state of New Jersey, specifically... Essentially, is it a covert firearm? How does it, how does it, is it banned or restricted under that? And uh, they talk about that a customer wanted to buy one and they want to know. And they've attached pictures and they showed the switch gun. And you too could go online and look at what a switch gun is. And the state police wrote back. And again, I have the email where they said they quoted the law. And here's the law on covert firearms. A covert or undetectable firearm. A person who knowingly possesses a covert firearm, as defined in subsection 391, or a firearm enclosed in a container, or converting that is designed to modify to allow the firearm to be fired while so enclosed, and that it disguises or obscures the shape of the firearm, such that it does not resemble a handgun, rifle, shotgun, or machine gun, is guilty of a crime of the third degree. And the state police said, can it be fired in the closed position? Please provide more specifications. And We Shoot answered them, sending, saying the gun cannot be fired in the closed position. And then they quoted from the manufacturer, which says, when in the folded position, the grip of the switch gun completely encapsulates the trigger to prevent an accidental discharge. Upon depressing the button, the switch gun immediately opened as it is ready for immediate and reliable discharge of 522 Magnum cartridges. It can be folded into a very small form factor and stored in your pocket to conceal when not in use. I hope this helps. Looking forward to your response. And the state police wrote back, yes, it is good to go. So there we have email correspondence chain where the state police have stated that the switch gun is good to go for New Jersey. And that was accomplished by the diligent efforts of We Shoot. And because we now have an, a statement, an official response from the state police, even if they're wrong in New Jersey, that is actually a defense called ignorance or mistake of law. Believe it or not, 
as crazy as Jersey gun laws are, ignorance or mistake of law is a defense in New Jersey. But it's very specific. And part of that defense is if you rely on an official statement from those authorized to give it. And here, the State Police Firearm Unit is such an agency authorized to give such an official statement to correspond as they did. And this is what they said. So, good news and great work by We Shoot on having another gun that is clearly uh, available now for individuals. And it's a kind of a cool gun. And uh, it's interesting and unique. And it can now be uh, purchased and uh, possessed clearly and lawfully in New Jersey. So look, if you've never been to We Shoot, you need to go there. It's a great indoor range in Lakewood. They have great training facilities, great trainers. They're like just wonderful people and a family, and I really mean that. I got my uh, certificate for my carry there. So did my son. So did my brother. Tons of folks that I've sent there, good friends. Everybody loves it. And they are just a great resource right there in Lakewood, really right off the parkway, so easy. Specifically, if you live in Monmouth or Ocean or any of those counties where you have easy parkway access, that is a range for you. So make sure you go and check out We Shoot. They are part of the 2A community. They're dedicated as well to our rights. They're a sponsor of this show. They're wonderful folks and a great range and a great resource. Check out We Shoot. USA.com. They also have fantastic photography. They really pride themselves on that. You got to check out their website, see their great photos at WeShootUSA.com and uh, go there, utilize their range. They got great deals on guns, great facility, really clean, and so welcoming. So check out WeShoot. Now, this week's GoFu the very popular segment of Gun Lawyer, which is the GoFu, which is the gun owner fuck-up of the week. We always have GoFus because GoFus seem to never end in New Jersey. And the GoFus come from actual clients and experiences that seem to repeat themselves, and I see over and over again in the practice. And I want you to be aware of these GoFus so that you can learn really cheap lessons here because you don't have to pay the price that these others paid. You're learning it now from listening to the show. And this way you don't make the same GoFu, right? So this week's GoFu is important for any of those that get rights restoration. And it has to do with expungements. You see, New Jersey has an expungement law that lets you clear your record if you meet the criteria. If you've had certain arrest convictions, etc., it's possible to get an expungement and get your rights restored even if you're a convicted felon. New Jersey, as much as their laws suck, they do have very good expungement laws where you can get your records cleared. And if you want to know if you qualify, hey, give my office a call. We, we will be happy to let you know if you can get your record clear and you can get what we call a rights restoration. We do a lot of that work. We love doing that work because it restores you back to full citizenship rights so that you can... Uh, be a gun owner again. It also restores your rights. It deems your matter not to have occurred as a matter of law. That's right. And on the gun form, when they ask you ever been convicted, you legally can say no when you've had an expungement. And that's a good thing. It gives people a second chance. And we're all about second chances, aren't we? 
We should be. So that's a good thing. But let me tell you what's happening with expungements. You see, when you get an expungement, first thing we do is we go through the court process to get it. And after we get the court process done, the judge issues an order of expungement. Now, upon that order of expungement, you are officially expunged. Yay! You're no longer a convicted felon. You no longer have that arrest record. It's legally deemed not to have occurred, and you are now of a clean slate. You've achieved a clean slate. That's a great thing. It is a second chance. You paid your price to society, you've done your time, and now your rights get restored and you are expunged. And all that's great, except we have one problem, and it's a huge problem. You see, after you get that order of expungement, it goes to the state police. And the state police have to take that order of expungement and clear the electronic database. They have to clear the computer criminal records. Because even though you're officially expunged, your computer criminal history still shows you have the record. And if you apply to get a gun or a gun license or anything before your record has been scrubbed, guess what? You get denied. Even though you've been expunged, you get denied. You get denied on the gun permit. Get denied on the NICS check because you're coming up with a hit on the database even though you're expunged because the state is negligent. They are ridiculously behind in processing thousands of expungements to clear the record. They're currently being sued by the public defender in a class action lawsuit. Tens of thousands of expungements being unnecessarily delayed in having the data bank cleared. And this is not only affecting gun rights, folks. It's affecting employment because now you're no longer a felony, you no longer have the record, you want to get a good job, a better job, and you get run your background and the employer and it comes up and you're expunged. It's harming people in improving their lives. It's harming people that deservedly received expungements but can now not reap their benefit fully because the government is negligent. And this is not the first time they've been sued even, and they can't get their act together. So look, folks, it's important if you need to get an expungement that you get it. I hope the state gets its act together and starts processing the clean slate scrubbing of the database the way it's supposed to be done and start doing it more efficiently. And look, the sooner you get your record expunged, the sooner you're on the list and in the line to have your record cleared. But the GoFu folks is applying for a license or attempting to buy your gun before you've confirmed that your record has been cleared. Because then you end up where we have to fight an appeal of the denial, fight an appeal of Nick's, get a revocation or a denial because you applied too soon. And now they think you have a record which you don't have. 
And I'll tell you, I see the, these some of these agencies, even though the person's expunged and they've supplied the order of expungement to the issuing authority, they still say, oh, well, too bad it comes up on the database. So they're looking at a freaking court order. What do you mean? He's expunged. He doesn't have the disqualifier. He or she doesn't have it. Oh, well, now database. You know, they're married to their freaking database. It shouldn't be that. It's not true. That's third-party hearsay information. The primary record shows he's expunged. So respect it. But look at the fight you have to go through. Because you didn't confirm that your record got scrubbed first. And I know it's annoying and it's ridiculous having to wait and it's absurd. Hopefully they'll finally get their act together. But until then, don't have a go-fu where you're going to compound your problems with a denial, with a revocation that may be from an escalation of a permit denial, from a Nick's denial, even though you had your card and suddenly you're denied still. Who knows? We see every variation on a theme here with this. So beware. This is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. And protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing Evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.